Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming Podcast. I have an incredible woman on today. Her name is Kylie, and we're going to dive into a lot <laughs> of conversations. We're talking about the Akashic Records, talking about business and making sure that you're creating businesses from a place of what feels really good for you. And I'm, I'm not going to give too much away in the intro, but I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her magic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I love the whole topic of the show and I'm really psyched to be here. So uh, my name is Kylie Caldwell and I'm an Akashic Records healer and an online business coach. And sometimes I think the way that I best like to talk about what I do is to tell my story of why it's what I do. Um, so I'll just, I'll just start there. So um, I have been working with the Akashic Records for a little while in this lifetime. I think I've been, I know I've been doing it for a long time uh, outside of that context. Um, and I also had a lengthy career as a corporate sales executive and my job just before I started working for myself full-time was as a sales director for a startup and I was managing 25 people and I was like writing the sales strategy and you know wrangling with CEOs and um and in a lot of ways I really loved that there were parts of that that I really loved and I you know I did it for a really long time and so when I started my own business when I found the Akashic Records and felt like ah oh, this is this is what I've been looking for <laughs> you know um I started my own business very quickly and I thought, well, I know sales, right? Like I've been, I've sold millions of dollars a year for years. Like at the very least, I will be able to handle the sales part of being an entrepreneur. And then I made a single dollar in 10 months <laughs> because it turns out it's not about strategy, right? It's about all the other pieces of us that are afraid to show up, that think it's not safe to receive money, that think our our gifts can't be trusted. I mean, there's a million stories that we have going on that all have a very specific origin for us in our, you know, the way that we grew up, the way we've been, um, you know, culturally conditioned, et cetera. And so once I started really tending to my Inner, do, you know, doing the inner work, but I would say getting support for the inner work, you know, starting to work with healers and coaches. That was when things started to shift. So I went from $1 in 10 months to $100,000 in, in, in the year after that, right? So like, really, like, once I figured it out, I was like, okay, and now we're off like a rocket ship, because then the sales strategy actually became helpful. And so I'm so passionate about, first of all, combining these two, but also about like, creating space for people like my signature course is called heal your business story like let's look at how your relationship with your mom is showing up in your business because I guarantee you it is you know for everybody <laughs> and sometimes I joke that I was like my coaching could just be like let's talk about your mom you know <laughs> um and um and then I use the Akashic records um as a, as the healing modality and the healing energy that I work with so what we you know I'm all about like Let's find out. Let's let's find out the root here, and then let's bring some healing energy and move it through you, so that you can step into the sort of fully embodied version of yourself. Which means that you can speak with confidence. Which means you're super magnetic for exactly the right client for you. It means you just have like a actual authentic, easy connection with joy and play and fun and ease in your own business, and you just get to like put down some of the endless slog that so many of us feel when we're trying to build and grow our business. So that's a little bit about what I do in like a little window into why it's what I do. Yeah, I love all of that. And I resonate so deeply. I mean, number one, the Akashic Records for me was also that light switch, um, like just in my own personal uh healing process. I mean, the first time I dropped in, I saw some shit. <laughs> mm. will, yeah. Can I ask what was your journey? I love hearing people's journey to learning to read the records. Yeah. So uh, like you have how I discovered. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, um, I think that I've been journeying for a while, uh, without really knowing mm. I've been really tapped into, uh, all different realms, just things from a really, really young age and growing, 
up in an environment that did not support that, um, did not acknowledge that, didn't, um, yeah, just was a lot or a lot of people can really relate to that. And so I suffocated a lot of that, Mm -hmm. a lot of it. Um, and that resulted in me, um, really struggling. And it wasn't the only reason I struggled with mental health issues. And, you know, I experienced like sexual assault. I like, there was a lot of different things that, that happened, but now I can see where things started to turn was this, like something I'm experiencing something and nobody can hold space for this. Nobody can explain this. Um, nobody can like, it's not even being acknowledged. So um, it really started to impact me and it really started to like, it severed the the connection that I think I had with myself and my trust. Yes. that Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's so much. I think that my journey to like learning to read the records and do healing work is always about trust and like, how much can I trust myself and how much can I trust the universe? And just like, how much can I be in kind of this free fall of trust? Mm-hmm. And in the very beginning, I remember being like, I actually, I, I mean, I've asked before, like, how do I even know this is real? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think, but it's been, that's when probably the most cathartic part of doing this work is recognizing a, that how much I wasn't actually able to be in trust with myself, but now actually like when I have to make a decision can I swear on this podcast? Of course. <laughs> when I have to make a decision, I swear all the time, so I just thought I should check. When I have to make a decision, like, I fucking know the answer, you know? And then my thinking mind will have its little, like, kind of theatrics that it has to go through. But, like, I know the answer, and I now know I can trust that answer. And that is, like, just feels like the greatest gift of my life, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I love that you said, like, the free fall, because I always, I call it, like, the trust fall into the mm. And, like... And that's how I picture so many of my, like, you know, when you're standing at the edge of that cliff, when you're about to make a decision, you're about to do something, you know, different, whether it, even if it's not like a huge life-changing thing, sometimes we just, we have such a mistrust within ourselves, or we have wounds around trust. And like, you know, we're getting an opportunity to kind of like revisit something that, you know, we ran away from last time or whatever the thing may be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I, um, about 10 years ago went into treatment and, um, for like, just to, to really focus on addressing anxiety, addressing some trauma. And, um, through that experience, through that, you know, I, I feel like there was this foundation that was, mm. set, um, in terms of healing, but then soul was like, there's more. And I felt like I had kind of just like plateaued. I kind of was like, okay, I'm Mm. not in this like unmanageable place anymore, but there's more. And I spent so long in this dark place that I didn't know who I was. And so I, I call it, I, like I called it this and I talk about this a lot is I played this game called how much better can I get? Like how much better can I get? Oh, I have full chills. I love that. Yeah. So I just started like, going to random workshops, you know, at my, you know, like at local healing stores at like local metaphysical stores, I started diving into yoga, I started diving, like I hired coaches that, you know, I just started Mm. to like, learn as much as I, as much as I could. And then, um, so I wasn't like, properly, quote unquote, introduced to the Akash until um, last year. Um, and I went into a program, I'm sure you know, Ashley Rose and Jamie um, Voslove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I met Ashley Love, um, Ashley Love, <laughs> Ashley Rose in a business program that I was in. I quit my nine to five job. I was running a psychiatric clinic. I was like eight and a half years in the mental health field and very much in that place of like, mm. I need to be on the front lines. I need to be doing something. This is not right for me. Um, yeah, ended up in a program with Ashley, then got connected to Jamie ended in, ended up in this program where I actually learned how to like intentionally tap in and tap out and their people through as well. Um, and so it's been about a year and it's just been so unbelievably transformational because Mm. You know, like you said, like, is this real? You know, it's just, I, I realized that I've been playing in realms and on timelines yeah. that, you know, my whole life that I've always questioned. And I think this also contributed to the trust, the mistrust of like, am I crazy? Like I deal with anxiety. Um, you know, I must be crazy. What diagnosis does this fall under? Yes. It's so funny too. Cause I remember, I was actually just thinking the other day, because I had an anxiety disorder, like, you know, that was like, that was like 
my thing in a way, right? That I was like, oh, I'm a high functioning person with an anxiety disorder, right? Like it's like my badge of honor. And I was thinking the other day, and I have two small kids. I have a son who just turned four and a little girl who'd be two uh, in a couple of months. And, uh, and so I had pretty intense postpartum depression and anxiety. I mean, I don't know the spectrum, but I, I it was a um, the year after each one of them was born was very transformational um, and also not particularly easy. Um, but I also was thinking, it also occurred to me, it's like, oh, I don't think I'm someone who has an anxiety anymore. Like I'm a human who experiences anxiety, but it was like this thing that was like this label of like Kylie has an anxiety disorder. And it just occurred to me like, oh, I, I, I think that's, I think that's gone. <laughs> and that felt such, that was like an amazing realization. Um, and I think a couple of things contributing to it. One is that I stopped drinking. Um, and that definitely was a, was a big help. And then the other, I think is like, uh, I think I had all this like pent up spiritual energy that had nowhere to go. <laughs> so it was like churning around inside of me. And now that like, I kind of have opened my connection to kind of the, the, the heavens and the earth, it's like energy can flow through me and it doesn't have to just like churn inside of me all the time, which, yeah. And, and like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm eternally grateful for all the mental health support that I have. And I'm not trying to say like, Oh, fix yourself by reading the records. But it just was a moment in my own journey of like, Oh, like I think that chapter where I had an anxiety disorder is a chapter that's over. And I'm like, it felt really cool to realize that. Yeah, I do think, and I know that this, this isn't going to land well with everybody and that's okay. I don't think every conversation needs to land with everybody. I'm not, <laughs> not trying yeah. to for everyone. Um, and I, and I spent eight and a half years in the mental health field. So I very much, uh, know that it is, um, beneficial. It is powerful. I, it saved my life. I was very suicidal before I went into treatment. Like I talk about that a lot, but I do think that there is some, um, some space, um, and I'm still like, I, I don't think that this looks the same for everybody, but I do think yeah. that there's a space in which psychological, uh, ailments and, and like, there's a, like, there's like a mix between psychology. No, I mean, Carl Jung, right? Like, yeah. um, spiritual and psychological come together. And I've really, for me, what has been so transformational for me is like, so the diagnosis, one of the diagnoses I had was obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. And I really look at that as like, it's called the doubting disorder. Cause you, you know, if you think of like people who check things, it's like the reason because mm. their brain makes them doubt that they actually did it. Um, you need reassurance. You need like to create safety. And like, it's, it's, you're constantly doubting yourself. You're constantly doubting information. Like, it's just, there's so much to go into there. But when I really look at my journey and I look at like the work that I'm doing now, I'm like, so I, you know, I was given this opportunity to experience something that I wouldn't wish on my worst fucking enemy. Let me be clear. Right. That. Right. But like, and I, and I definitely wouldn't want to relive those darker parts of my, of my life. However, like I was given the opportunity to have a disorder that like that invited me into deeper and deeper and deeper layers of trust within myself. Um, yeah. And then everything fell into place in terms of everything in my life, like yeah. work, who I am now, like it just, I, I feel like it's so cheesy to say this and, um, you know, but I'm going to say it is like, I feel like I know myself so deeply and yeah. I trust myself so deeply that I don't think I could, like, I don't think I would have this without going through those very specific. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sequence of events. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's funny. I was um, just talking to a friend earlier today. Actually, I feel like I've had a version of this conversation many times today, which is really funny. But one of them was about business coaching, and I was like, I would, I, I tr like, I th would not be a good business coach if I didn't have those ten months of like just falling flat on my face. Like that's what that's what I think makes me in some ways more credible than the fact that I've now had a bunch of success, right? Like, like I know that space, mm -hmm. and um, and I think that. It's the same for like, like, I think feel, I feel the same way about my trauma, like my, you know, having difficult childhood experiences or whatnot, like, like that there's something about it that forged me into the way that I am now able to hold space. And it's interesting because I actually think part of like the paradigm shift that we're making as a collective consciousness is that we have been trapped in a paradigm where like you learn lessons through difficulty and I think what's happening is now you are we are entering a space where 
the invitation is there for you to learn with ease and without having to go through that that trauma that so many of us are <laughs> intimately familiar with, often for lifetimes, right? And um, and I think that one of the things that I think is so incredibly powerful is just this opportunity to, um, yeah, to to heal with ease. Like I still remember the first time. The first time I re- began to realize this was I had a psych K session with a friend of mine, which I don't know if anyone knows anyone if you've li- ever experienced that, but it's basically about like how our belief structure orders our lives. And so if you can identify some belief statement, beliefs that need to shift, you can kind of reorder the way you're experiencing your life. And I was like, wait a minute, I can just change how I what I believe to something that supports me? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what you know and then uh and then that's a, now that's a lot of the work that I that I do with people and and I think um and so I think there is a way that there are those of us who I like the word way shower right those of us who are way showers have gone through this in a kind of like uh yeah it was like a yeah we've gone through the trauma and the shit so that so that we can hold space for people but now we're holding space for people so that they don't have to, right? So that you don't have to fall to just as dark depths because I think collectively we're being invited to like leave all of that behind. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And what was coming through when you were saying that is, you know, our like parents' generation, their parents' generations, like they were kind of just in this place of like, they are how they are, right? Like kind of just like, it is what it is. And they, um, there was a lot of, um, unconscious behavior and like repeating of patterns. And I think part of that is because like, if you look, you know, not that long ago, like our ancestors, they couldn't worry about what their higher self wanted. They couldn't worry mm. about like, you know, what, whatever, like they, they weren't there. Right. They just needed to work on survival, you know, whether they were leaving their indigenous like countries and, you know, mm-hmm. coming to another country or whatever, it, whatever the story may be. But like a lot of them didn't have the ability to really focus on their higher self. Therefore they couldn't really reflect. And then they would just unconsciously pass these patterns on to like the next generation. And I feel like we are one of the f- first generations, um, that we like, we really can do this. Like we can, and we can reflect and we can break patterns. We can. And I think that's why the paradigm shift start is really happening. And our generation is really leading it. I feel, um, and I'm sure some of our parents like started that. That's what I'm thinking too, is I think because there's a collective swell, right? Cause I'm thinking of my mom, who's like the kind of person who, you know, I think for so often of her life, I feel like she was a fish swimming against the, the current, right? Like the whole time, the whole school fish going one way and she's like swimming the other way. And I think it's because she's been, she's been a way shower herself, but for a long time she experienced that as like the grief of isolation and right. Whereas I think the gift now is that there's just such a collective swell of people. Like even my mother-in-law the other day was talking about saging her house. And I was like, what? <laughs> entered a new era folks like um uh because i mean she's i love this woman she's the last person who i would think would be like saging her house right um and and so i think there's just like such a collective swell that now there begins to it's easier to find people it's easier to have these conversations and um and i do i think that things are i really i mean i for me that's a message that i get over and over and over again is like we are going through a collective expansion, like possibilities are cracking open that were much harder to access before. And like, we are here to participate in that. And actually one of the reasons I'm so passionate about the work that I do is because I feel like there are so many people who are here to participate in that collective shift, right? Who have a particular type of magic as a healer, as a coach, as an artist, but they're still so trapped in this kind of toxic uh, framework that says like, you can't have money doing what you love. Like this is unsustainable, whatever, whatever, whatever. Cause there's individual and there's also collective conditioning that keeps us small. And it's like, like, a, I just want people to be able to live comfortably doing what they love, but B and perhaps even not, I want to say more important, like, cause I don't want to like weigh these things, but just as important, like collectively, we literally all came here with a responsibility. You know, we signed up not just to experience this, but also be like, 
you know, it's like when you're, it's like when you're having like a, like a cookout and someone's like, I'll bring the potato salad and someone else is like, I'll bring the hot dog buns, right? Like if you're the one who's going to bring the hot dog buns, like we need like, you. We need you. And so, and so if you, and so like, let's just burn away all the stories that are telling, so they're saying like, you're not good enough to show up with hot dog buns, right? Like yeah. <laughs> to like really stretch the silly metaphor. Yeah. Like Sally can bring the buns better than I can, you know? Yes, 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 yes. It's like, no, Sally's bringing the gluten-free buns. Like we need yours. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, it's so interesting. Cause I, I say like my kind of like phrase is like that. I, I really believe that we all have our unique magic, our unique medicine and our unique messages. And you and I are very similar. I'm also a business coach. We both, we're, we're very in the same room, but we're also two completely different here. Yes. Two completely different frequencies and the way of saying things. And, you know, so it's like, it's so easy to get into comparison mode into, yes, yes, yes. into like being competitive and that we can go into like sisterhood wounds and like all the things. Right. But it's so interesting. And I love that analogy because it's true. Like, it can be so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to shrink because she can say this better. She's doing better. And something that I love to teach my clients, especially around business is like, when you start out, like, I think like you're kind of supposed to suck a little, like, yes. Like when I started my business, I had like very similar experience. I left my nine to five job, joined a business accelerator was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make a bunch of money. And then didn't like, did not for months. And then then went through like a breakup and like, and then that was like, my whole world was kind of on pause. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, it was so easy for me to get into this place of like, I should get up, look, the universe, mm-hmm. give me all of these quote unquote obstacles. But instead, like, you know, I was like, okay, I can see these as obstacles or I can see these as opportunities to really show the universe that I'm not playing around that I still am here for this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, yeah. take care of my emotional like world for a minute and then like keep moving forward. And it's, it's something, like I said, like, I think we are supposed to kind of suck a little, yeah. we're supposed to, we're not supposed yeah. to know how to do something we haven't done before. Yes. And it's also like, we don't, we don't know the ultimate destination, right? Like we don't know where we're actually going. Right. So you probably didn't think you were going to be a business coach. I was like, I'm leaving business and sales like bye, Right. But like, if you had it like that experience and frustration is so vital to how you're able to show up because you can like there's a credibility you have with your clients you look them in the eye and say like I know what that's like Mm -hmm. and also here's how we're going to get you to the other side um but when we're in it we can just think like oh why is this happening why am I experiencing this right so like you personally expanded and also it creates opportunities for you that you don't know are coming and also I couldn't agree more with what you're saying about like like not being in competition. It's so funny because I just feel like, um, like, like it's so going back to the idea of like trusting yourself. Like when you're like trusting yourself, you know who you're supposed to work with. Like you just know, <laughs> you know, like you have this, like, like the first time I ever had a sense of someone to work with, I like was obsessed with reading all of their launch emails, right? Like I was just like, couldn't wait for the next launch email to come. And I was like, well, this must mean something. Cause I just always delete these kind of emails. Right. So like when you just have that magnetic pull towards someone and like that happens when people are, when you're like in your full expression of yourself, it doesn't happen because like, you know, someone else was shinier. I don't know. I don't know if that language totally makes yeah, sense. No, but That totally makes sense. And I think too, you know, again, you know, like you said, there are like societal conditionings and like, you know, I I feel like every time I'm on a podcast with a woman, which totally makes sense, like the sisterhood wound comes up. And I feel like also it makes sense too. Cause like we're in the same space. We do similar things, right? Like someone seeking what, like somebody seeking like business support and spiritual support could like look at both of us and be like, Hmm, like who do I resonate with more? Right. And it's not like a better or worse. Like I don't yeah. feel in competition with anybody. Like if I right. find somebody and like online and I'm friends with them and I look at their content, like I'm like, fuck yeah, go, you know? Lit up, yes. Exactly, like yeah. one rises, we all rise and we can all be mentors for each other and all of that. But it's so interesting because a lot of clients that I end up with, a lot of women who are wanting to step into the space or they are um, having a hard time kind of getting to this like next level, do find themselves feeling like, oh, I feel like I'm talking in a loud room. And, you know, this person's saying I'm making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars and I'm making this. And it's like, you can get, it's so easy to fall into the like, 
Um, and I know we talked about talking about this as well. It's like, oh, I want to learn the step-by-step process that they have. And I think what happens is this, and this came through actually for me once we, when we connected about doing this episode is, you know, you hear everybody say like, oh yeah, like, you know, I have so many codes to offer you. Like I'll offer you my codes. And I'm like, but like, yeah. I want to, I want somebody to tap into their codes. Like nobody needs to do business the way that I do. I'm not claiming to have all the answers. Like I want to help someone root into like their truth and their voice and their codes and their fucking magic. Like not mine, you know? And I, yes. I've noticed, like I've had clients who like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Like they're copying something I'm doing. And like, I've had to have like conversations, right. Of like, I love you. And this is not like a call out. This is a, you have your own magic and you can copy and paste or do whatever it is that you want, but you are doing yourself and your, your mission a disservice. If you are trying to be like everybody or anybody else. And I also see it with people who, again, people are, I think people are especially vulnerable to this if they're new to business. So they're like, okay, I got my coaching certificate or like, I, I know I'm like really passionate about Reiki and now I'm going to go, I, so I bought this, like, I'm going to teach you my exact steps. Right. And, and I've had clients come to me like, well, I took this year long program that where I was taught these exact steps and it's not working. And it's like, that's because those were her exact steps. Like yours have to be different. And so then there's this, this sense of like, we internalize that as like, I've somehow failed, right? Like, well, I followed this formula and the formula didn't work for you. And it's like, because it's not your formula, right? It's, 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 and it's funny also because (laughs) the other thing that I was, I, I, so I got a session myself this morning um, and it's my friend and coach who's a channel. And the message that came through was just like, it does strategy doesn't even matter. You guys, it's just a project to give your brain something to do. Like it is literally all energy. They were like, that's great. Like you can, cause I do like, I, I do kind of geek out about like, what's my launch strategy or whatever, but they were like, it actually doesn't matter. You can go take a nap. Like your brain just needs a project. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes it's like a way of like trying to control things and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you know, I, I, and I'm sure you're similar, especially with a, a business background. Like I, I do think that there's power in, in f- sitting down and figuring out like what your quote unquote strategy is and like, yeah, what you're gonna do and when you're going to talk about stuff and like, But if that's like coming, I think if it's coming from should and not spirit, like, and it's not like, you know, like your soul, then like, yeah, strategy is fucking pointless and it's exhausting. And when I, when I've been in launches, because when I went into this business program and I loved this business program, but it was very, uh, masculine. It was the do, do, do Mm -hmm. strategy. And I, it was a three month program. And at the three month program, I had like a breakdown because I was like, I don't want to do this. If this is what I I need to do all of this to be successful, then I don't want it. Cause I just left a nine to five corporate job where I was exhausted. I had no time for myself. I had carpal tunnel. I was getting like tinnitus in my ears Mm -hmm. because I get out of here. Um, I was just, I was exhausted. It was like this nonstop to-do list. I couldn't like, sometimes I couldn't get up from my desk to pee for like a couple hours because of bones. And, you know, I was running a psychiatric clinic and I was managing like seven doctors and, um, a 1200 patients. Like, and and don't get me wrong. I love the mental health is very much a part of like who I speak to in my platforms because of my stories, but like I was done. And so it felt so good to like get into this space of like, Oh wait, I'm going to be free. And like, I'm, I'm not going to have this crazy structure where every minute of my day is accounted for. And then I kind of felt like that's what I was going into. And I think that's where, and maybe structure, you know, majority structure works for some people. But I think for people like us, when we're running, businesses that are about like tapping into your truth and, and, you know, really like a soul aligned life. Yeah. Of course, strategy is not going to work. Cause like, how are we going to teach this? Right. You know? Yeah. And I think, yeah. That- and like you became an entrepreneur cause you want freedom. So like, why do you have to just like, it's not, it's not fair to ask yourself to your point, like just like absorb another set of rules. Like you're doing this, your soul is craving this because you want you want to decide that on Tuesday you're not working and you're reading a book all day. And like your business can support that and probably will thrive if you do that. And I'll like, you know, transparency, I'm terrible at this part of it. The like, you can just take time off and chill out. Like I, 
I, I love that. I put it up on a pedestal. Like I'm working towards it. That's like kind of one of my business intentions for 2021 is to actually like let myself have more space to do nothing. But I just think it's so, it's so, it's so easy for us to tra- fall into like what you call the shoulds. Um, it's interesting. And I'm curious here what, what, what you say, but I, I feel like one of the things I like to tell people when they're in the like should energy is to just like pull it all back and think about what you actually enjoy. Like, what do you enjoy writing or like, like, how do you enjoy showing up? Like truly, how do you enjoy showing up? And then what kind of content do you enjoy reading, you know? And then also like, just pick one platform when you're starting, like, don't do them all. Just pick one and get decent at it. Like, (laughs) don't care. I'm still like, so resistant to like, I mean, I know a lot of people are doing TikTok and Clubhouse and I like, I have the like I have the accounts, but they're um, mm-hmm. link. And I, I'm a like I, I think I told you this before we started recording. I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. I'm very freaking rebellious. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then I like you know like I balance out with my Pisces deep feeler moon. But um, I, side note, just as an aside, my daughter who's almost two and is a Pisces this <laughs> morning, she was sad about something, and I was like, here, do you like do you want to read a book? And she goes. No, I want to be sad. <laughs> I was like, you're such a Pisces. It's so My boyfriend, um, he has a water moon as well, but he's Scorpio. And we die laughing because we, we've been on this kick for the last like couple of months through like winter um, or yeah, like last two months or so watching the British baking show. Mm. And, you know, when they win or somebody cries, we'll both look at each other at the same time and we're crying and we're just like, we're so <laughs> And we're both Gemini's too, but he's got a Virgo rising. So he's a little bit more, he's a little bit more like organized. Uh Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting for sure. Like you look at his closet and it's all organized and then my stuff is just like, it's organized chaos. And I'm like, oh, that's the Virgo moon or the Virgo rising and the Gemini rising there. But, um, yeah, no, the Pisces want to be sad, just cry thing. is It was, it was very sweet. I was like, I got you, baby. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I love Pisces stories. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, it it is really looking at like when you feel like you're in a place of what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I really like connecting them back to like, what are you here to say? Like, yeah. what, are you, what do you love to speak to? Like, full transparency. So I'm like the opposite of you in the sense of like, I've gotten so um, comfy in the ease of like, Mm. I don't have to sit at my desk today, Mm. (laughs) Um, you know, and then like being like my, my word for 2020 was discipline. Uh, Didn't really realize how much time I was going to have to um, (laughs) be home and focus on my business. But, you know, it was a good intention, you know, to set at the beginning of the year. And that's what I, now I'm in this place of like, um, finding harmony between the two and like giving myself the permission to, um, you know, yeah, to like sit down and do work. And I have days where I'm like sitting at my desk and I have calls and I have all kinds of things. I'm much more in that like structured masculine kind of part. Yeah. And then for like, you know, the next day I may not even come to my desk at all and just not have to do anything. So I'm just like allowing myself to be wherever, mm. but, I love um, but in full transparency, like, I, at the beginning of this, you know, the end of last year, um, into this year, we're only seven days in, but, um, you know, I, I started having this should of like, oh, well, you know, a lot of my programs are the combination of like, we talk about strategy, like, let's get about, you know, let's get clear on your offers. Let's like, yeah, create a plan here, but it's a lot more about intuition and intuitive development and all of that. And like really speaking from a place of, um, what feels good. And I got into this place of like, I should create a business only program. I'm seeing mm. like, and I mean, definitely still like spiritual is part of it, but just business focus. And I got into that, like, Oh, you know, well, so many people are doing so well at that. Like, that's what I should do. Yeah. And it's I'm, so sneaky. You think you're past the lesson and then it comes back. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was, I was with my mentor and I was like, you know, yeah, this is what I want to create. And she was like, okay, cool. Start like putting together like the bones of the program, like figure yeah. out exactly, you know, what you want to create. It's you know, going to be a group program, blah, blah, blah. Um, and like, I, she was like, okay, so like, but, like our next session, she was like, okay, like, what did you come up with? And I was like, 
nothing. Like, and she was like, are you, are, are you okay? Like, do you have a bad week? And I was like, I don't want to do this. And she was like, last week you were like all gung, gung ho about it. And I was like, no, I was like fully and should. Yeah. And I fully thought that like, that was going to be successful. And that's what I should do, that that was part of my next level. And like, here I was putting this pressure on myself. Like, why do I need to like force into a next level? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm moving. And it's so easy to think that you're behind when you are seeing people hit certain numbers and certain things. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. So like, I just wanted to bring that up because I think that like, it's important. Like you said, like you think you're past that lesson. You think you're past the, the shoulds, but it's so easy to get caught up in, in, especially when you're so connected to people that are like in the same space as you you get into comparison mode to think that you need to do something better or different, that you're going to get left behind that other people are other people being successful means that, you know, there's less business for you. And, you know, and it's, I think it's just, it's powerful to witness. I think also there's something about like, we, we, we externalize, we like give away our power in that we think like we are credible if we are making money and if we are making a certain amount. So first it's like, oh, I'm only credible once I'm making money. And then you start making a little bit of money and then you're like, well, I'm only credible when I make this much and this much. And like, it just, it just keeps, it's like a toxic relationship with your scale around losing weight. It's the same dynamic. It's like, I'm only worthy once I reach this goal, but you just keep moving the fucking goalposts on yourself <laughs> because it's actually just about our own complicated relationship with imagining and believing that we are actually fully enough right here and right now. And like, that's tricky, right? Like, I think that's, I think in a lot of ways, that is the human lesson is to learn that we're worthy right here and right now. So if that's a hard one for you, like, welcome to the human race. (laughs) But like, yeah, I think that there's, it's interesting because I have been like really resistant to like talking about business with like numbers attached to it because I'm like, I don't like that whole culture, right? Of like, I made this much money and this much money and this much money because I think, first of all, it doesn't even really matter, right? Because like someone who's making like, you know, like depending on your living situation, like where in the country you live, if you have kids, if you like the amounts of money aren't even the same, first of all, but also like money's actually completely made up, right? Like the whole system is like silly and it's funny because I had that. So I've been really resistant to that. And then I had this moment, I created this um, like freebie, you know, to like grow my mailing list. I made this journal, which I really love. That was like about looking backwards at 2020 to like process and then set your intentions for 2021 for your business. And I called it manifest 2021, 20, uh, which I will share the link. It's just everyone's it's kyliecaldwell.com is where it lives. And you're welcome to a copy. I have a copy. And, uh, and it was, um, and so I put it in like, a, you know, I like did the thing where I hopped around to different groups to share it. And, you know, it was the thing that got like literally hundreds of people to sign up was when I started talking about how much money I made. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I hate this paradigm, but also like it works. So I'm like, OK, I have to I like really feel so called to figure out a different message. I don't have the answer yet, but I can see this tension between like, I don't think that long-term that kind of logic supports us. And also I can see how easy it is to slip into it because like I would make a post that was like, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's part of my copy, but I would write all sorts of different posts and I'd get like seven people. And then I talk about how much money I made. And then I literally got hundreds of people and I was like, oh, yeah, shoot, it's working. <laughs> I love that we're having this conversation because this is something that has, that's been on my heart for a long time, especially when I started to move into the realm of teaching business. Um, because I'm the same way. Like I really, really don't like talking about that because, and I think part of it is like, I love money. Obviously we need money. Yes. It's a made up thing and it's annoying, but like we need it. And Mm -hmm. I recognize that the more money I have, the more, the more that I can create resources, the better I can show up for people. I donate money. Even when I like have been close to negative in my business, like donating money, Mm -hmm. um, because I, I believe in my, like, I believe that my relationship with money is something that is very sacred. And like, to Mm -hmm. me, make it the most important thing. I'm very, I'm impact driven. I'm not income driven Mm -hmm. with that said though, still want to make money, still want to have life, but it's like my, my intention for having a bunch of money is not the same as other people. Right. And Mm -hmm. not to shame 
anybody, but like, there are people who are like, Oh, I make this much money. And it's a lot of like, look at the luxury life I'm living, which is Mm. fantastic if that's what they value. And people who follow them value that for me, I, I had the same experience where, you know, it was like in one post, I, it was kind of like subconscious. Like I, I had uh, mentioned this was last year when I hit a 10 K month and it wasn't even like a conscious thing. I wasn't, it wasn't even like a celebration necessarily. It was just kind of like a, Oh, this is kind of like what's been happening this month. And, you know, yeah. And that was when I had like the most people kind of like, how can I work with you in this and that? And I was just like, Ah, and like, but same as you, like I have that resistance because I, I feel like it also isn't part of the new paradigm. Like I, and, and, and maybe it is, and maybe like, I'm just not seeing it yet. And like, maybe yeah. I don't know. um, but I was also having this conversation with another business coach. He's a male and he, he was talking about the same thing. He was like, I don't want to talk about like how much money I make. And I I love my Toyota. And I I like, you know, he's like, I don't need, like I could get a better car, but like, I'd rather put money into things that I really value and, um, you know, donating money and just different things, you know? And he was like, and that's when, you know, I said to him the uh, I'm impact driven and not income driven. And he was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And Mm. I feel like there are so many of us that are business coaches that are phenomenal at what we do. We just approach it differently. And I think that that's okay because there are people who are really going to just care about making a bunch of income and, you know, that's their thing. Um, Well, and I think it's tricky too, because this is where it's also nuanced. I love everything you're saying, because I think sometimes when you're in that place, like when I was in the place of you know, 10 months in a desert, I was like, I, yeah, I just want to figure out how to make any money. You know, like I was really like, my problem is that I'm not making money. Someone come tell me how to make money. And so I can see the value of like, come over here. We'll talk about how to make money. And I also think like, I'm so like at some point in the future, like I really want to birth of like money, money course, because I just think like our relationship to money is so complicated and it's so full of shame and like, and it it doesn't it, it like it it I think we're really being invited to let go of all of that, mm-hmm. but um I'm not there yet. Like come back to me in a couple of years, but um uh I say that it'll be like four months from now. <laughs> but uh but I yeah I think I just think it's tricky because like you know the, those messages people some version of that message is clearly something people are hungry for. And I don't know if it's just because it's like what's already been in the kind of market, so to speak, the way we've been speaking or what, but I feel like this feels like an evolving thing. So I love this conversation. I think where I'm landing is like giving a little space to talking about specifics of money uh, of like of how much I make, but also creating space for exactly what we're doing now, which is nuance around like, okay, I'm going to tell you, you know, how much money I made last month. And then let's talk about why we think that matters, you know, because then there's a whole nother part of me, which is maybe just my own. Um, yeah. Cause I, I just think like, cause there's another part of me that's like, Ooh, but it is really cool when women stand up and are just like, Oh, hi, I'm here to be a millionaire. And I'm like, yes, girl, like, yes. So it's, that's why it's so complicated. Right. Because like history, you know, what women couldn't have their own bank account to like 1970. Right. Like, so a woman standing up and just being like, I'm here for like ridiculous luxury and wealth. I'm like, I think that's kind of cool. And at the same time, it can be this vicious cycle where we just measure our worth by how much money we're making. And that just feeds capitalism, which destroys all of us. I I love that you made that point because I very much see that as well. Right. It's like, I, I, I grew up, my parents were divorced. My mom, very successful. She's in sales. She's like fifth in the country in like her entire field. She's got like plaques everywhere. She makes a butt ton of money. And I, I grew up with a very um, successful Mm -hmm. businesswoman as a mother. And so I see the value in that. I see the things that were available to me in my lifetime, um, you know, growing up because of that. I know a lot of my drive and my desire to be successful, even if it's not like a, you know, again, it, I know that the more impact I make, the more income I make, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like, a, oh, I reject money. It's like, I yeah. don't I have a bad relationship with money. I feel like for me, it's like, 
I, I am lit up by talking about the impact that we can make in this world. I am lit up by like, what are you like? Okay. You're making that money and that much money. What are you doing with that money? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to make a lot of money so that I can change the in, world. Yeah, change yeah. the world, create resources, donate money. You know, it's like for me, I love my Kia <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, I, 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 and, and maybe I will evolve over time, right? Like maybe certain things will become important to me at some point, but like right now in this moment, it is the more money in my bank account, the more I can donate, the more money in my bank account, the more I can be of service. Yeah. And I think that's where, um, for me, the energy of talk, just strictly talking about income feels incongruent. Yeah. Um, if it's not, if it's not streaming into the conversation about impact. Yeah. Well, I also feel like what I hear you saying too, is this trust that like, when I show up and I'm of service for my clients, the money comes, I don't have to fixate. I don't have to like, you know, put a number on my wall and obsess about it. Although if that works for you, like go for it. Right. But you don't have to do that because you can just focus on what lights you up and know and trust that the risk that you will be taken care of and you'll be taken care of and that you'll be taught the lessons you need to, right? Like, so if there's a complicated relationship with money that's holding you back, the universe will lovingly give you an opportunity to release it. Right. Um, and so I, I, I love, I love what you're saying about that. Cause I think that that's, I think that's so spot on. And then I, I one moment, there was a big moment for me in like, healing my relationship to money. Um, cause my relationship to money was like really intertwined with certain traumas that I experienced. And so interestingly, like healing trauma has been about healing, like healing my money story has been about like some pretty significant trauma that I, I didn't immediately connect with. Like basically an abuser of mine was the only rich person that I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. So like I had this like, like very like cellular based belief that money is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's interesting because a big breakthrough moment for me was when I was like, oh, I want to be big. I want to make enough money that I want to write a big fat fucking check for charity. Like I want to write like a poster board size check to charity. (laughs) Like I don't care if my picture's in it or not, but like I just want to like, like I want to like roll up to a charity that's doing really amazing, important things and just be like, bam, like here's some money to make, like, to like really make a big impact. And it's interesting in thinking about like, you know, we talk about like manifestation as in like, how do we live now as that person? And so I did this thing, um, which was totally like the universe just dropped the idea in my head, but that was really, really amazing was, um, during black Friday in my Facebook group, we just did it. We just did a fundraiser. So like I wasn't selling and I just like, I was like, I don't give a shit. I hate black Friday, but like, let's all raise money for indigenous peoples because like, you know, <laughs> for a million obvious reasons. And it felt so good to be like, Oh, like I have this dream of the future of being able to write like some really fat check. And like right now I am doing a version of that. Right. Like it's all just like, t- and that felt really cool. And it was a good moment of like, uh, not putting off in the future something that like, oh, when I get there, I'll do this thing. But it's like, well, no, how do you just, whatever that version of it is, you know, how do you bring that in now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two things. So the first thing is I love that. That's also something that I did on um, yeah on Thanksgiving, million reasons why I don't um, acknowledge <laughs> that day. No judgment to anybody who does, but for me, what felt good was was donating money and and um, doing a fundraiser for that and um, for the Native Americans Right Fund, no Native American Rights Fund, mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, and that that was something that felt really aligned for me and um, and I love that that you did that because I feel like that it's just so important, you know, because there's there are ways that we can, you know, maybe today we can't write that big fat check that we want to write one day, but we can still take actions that are congruent with those values. Yeah, it just yeah. looks a little different. And then the other thing that came through when we were talking about, um, you know, like the shoulds and being even just so focused on like money, 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 um, was, I think there's a, 
there's a space in which a lot of people fall into. I think it could be at the beginning of business. I think it could be anywhere in business, right? Where if you're so focused on the money, it's so easy to fall into the shoulds and the, Mm. um, and even like maybe just strategy, right? Of like, should I do to make money? And then you end up creating and speaking to things that aren't fully, um, in alignment yes. with what I want to speak to. And that's, you know, the example I gave where at the end of last year, I was like, oh, I should make a business only program. And it's like, not that I don't think that I would enjoy it. Not that I don't think it was successful. Not that I don't think I could sell it. I think I could sell the hell out of it. Right. But like when I actually dropped into like creating that, I was like, I don't actually want to do that. I'm doing this because I think it's what I should do. Right. I think it's what I should do to be successful right now. And I think it's so important too to remember like what is success, right? Like my mm. business is running. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like success yeah. is is like you get to define what that looks like. You know, so again, yes. you can get so into like somebody is quote unquote more successful because they're there's more zeros at the end of their <laughs> income. Right. Where, you know, um, where like focusing, I think for me again, it's like, how many, how many people did I work with this, you know, this month? Yeah. How many readings did I did, do? How many clients did I support? What were their wins? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and like focusing less on the money has like really ended up making me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's so true. Cause like, even like early on a huge breakthrough moment that I had, like in the very, very beginning was like, I was waiting until I made money to consider myself like a legitimate Akashic Records reader, right? Like I just was like, oh, like going back to that whole theme of trust, right? Like it was like, I didn't fully trust myself, even though I was doing like, you know, I was doing like as many free readings for testimonials as possible, in part because I was like, I'm obsessed with this. Like this is the greatest, coolest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't think I wouldn't, I didn't really believe that I was credible until someone paid me. And when I saw that, I was like, well, I'm never going to make, like, I, I just, the money's not going to show up until I change that belief until I decide, like, I am credible. I am powerful. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I will continue like a year from now and a year from now, and year, like, I'll just keep being like more and more in a lot, like embodying my gifts, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have something valuable to offer. That's a really special magic. And like, and trust that money will show up for that. And I feel like that's what I hear you saying. And that's also is like, I feel like that's the lesson every time. Like I'm like asking to stretch to a new income goal or every time I'm asking to like stretch to like fill a different kind of container or whatever. Like the lesson is always like, how willing are you to trust that you have something powerful and beautiful to offer and that the universe is going to catch you? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. One of the, I I feel like I have a very similar conversation and what I kind of like add to that for myself is like, am I willing to be here for whatever happens or doesn't happen? Mm. Um, Am I going to mess up? Is it going to be a quote unquote fail is, you know, am I not going to fill it? Like when I, especially when I'm kind of on that ledge of like, okay, I'm about to uh, launch something new or I'm about to like, you know, um, I'm about to stretch into something different than yeah. I, or, you know, even if it's like the same thing, but it's just energetically, I'm showing up bigger. I'm speaking more to things that, um, you know, maybe have been harder to speak to, especially, you know, I started out my coaching as a mental health recovery coach. Cause that was my background. And yeah. I, I thought, well, the only thing that makes me credible, this was my self-limiting belief. My, the only thing that makes me credible is the, shit ton of darkness I went through (laughs) and the fact that I through, you know all kinds of like treatment and modalities and I have certifications and like all those things you know and I'm like but the only thing that makes me credible is the fact that I went through that and I had a lot of beliefs around I was starting out in my mid to late 20s like who's gonna believe me who's gonna trust me like you know um, Mm. to see me as credible because of my age and that stems from like childhood and all kinds of things right like everything (laughs) everything does or not everything yeah yeah (laughs) meanwhile when I see women who are like in their mid to late 20s doing this I'm like good fucking job like I wish I certainly (laughs) you know like you like what are we waiting for? Like, yeah. 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 Well, and I'm 30 now and like, and that, that belief, you know, it's so interesting. Like every once in a while, the belief will like kind of come up when I'm 
creating something or I'm doing something. And I'm like, oh yeah. So like, this wasn't really about the, my age, yeah. about my trust and my ability to, you know, to show up for whatever was going to come, you know? And like, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's. And I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, it's interesting, like the way those things come up and yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's so interesting the way those, all of that like tends to come up when you're starting something new or whatever. But yeah, I love, like for me, it's a, am I willing to take this sleep? Am I willing Mm -hmm. to, like you said, free fall my like trust fall and trust that I will catch myself and the universe will catch me. And that if it's a total quote unquote failure, then like, that's what it's meant to be. And I'll learn from it and I'll dust myself back up and dust myself off and get back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I've had this image come to me a couple of times. Um, uh, as you were talking, which is that when I've had moments where I was like taking a leap of faith in the build up to it, I would go into the records and I would visualize myself running up to the edge of a cliff mm-hmm. and then leaping and having wings. Mm-hmm. And I would just do this over and over again. And it like felt like a practice run where I would just like sit still and watch myself running and then like taking flight and remembering every time that like, oh, I can fly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so before I have you kind of tell us a little bit about like where they can, where people can find you, yeah. I would love to kind of close this conversation off with, um, with some, some ideas of how people can find their own blueprint. I know we've kind of mm. them in, but just to kind of like tidy it up, um, you know, just, yeah, some ideas of where people can really drop into self-trust with this. And I know we'll probably have similar and different ways of yeah. Yeah. this. And I just think it's so important again, because if not, you're always going to be looking to other people to tell you what to do, yeah. how to feel, how to be successful. And I think that takes away for me, at least, that would take away yeah. so much of the magic that happens mm-hmm. when you're creating this kind of business and you're walking this path. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're you're bringing us here. I think for me, the single biggest thing that helped was actually my relationship with my intuition. Mm-hmm. So like, I honestly think like get an Oracle card deck <laughs> and pr- pull yourself a daily card. And before you read the little book, look at the card and decide what you think your message for the day is and um, and do those types of exercises. And that might seem silly, but first of all, silly is good. We think we take our businesses way too seriously. The other day, this is like my favorite thing. And I, you might've seen this, but the other day I was in a client session and legit Archangel Michael's like one of the primary guides of this woman and Archangel Michael was giving her business advice. And this was Archangel Michael's advice. Create a folder on your computer of memes that you think are really funny because you're taking all of this way too seriously. And your homework assignment for the week for your business is to create a meme library. Okay. So like we're all over here taking our business and spirituality so seriously. And they're like, it's not, it's really not. (laughs) And I think I love that because I definitely consider myself interdimensional being star seed. I am. Yeah very galactic, which I'm sure this would be like an entire other podcast episode. And I do a lot of channeling in regards to all of that. But like, once you really tap in, I think to, to certain frequencies and like certain, just certain things, like as you develop your intuition, you realize like, yeah, like it's, it's not that serious. Being human is actually like I think we come down with, with missions and some of them are serious. Some of them are not, you know, and, but yeah, like so many people take spirituality so seriously that I'm like, yeah, like you can be devoted, but you can also like be silly and be fun and like let things light. And I think at least for a lot of us that come down with big lessons, like you have to have a sense of humor. Um, Yeah. yeah, But I love like the, for me, it's, you know, it's definitely like allowing things to, to be messy. The intuitive development, I feel like is so important, whether that's, and I love that you gave the example of, um, pulling a card or pulling cards for the day and having them flipped over and really just tap in and see what comes through because whatever message comes through, even if it's not directly related to that card, which a lot of times it is, (laughs) is also something that I think is important. And I think a lot of people too get very, um, 
dependent on tools like intuitive, like intuitive tools. Like, I mean, I've got like a thousand decks, so I'm not saying that that person, but one of the, I think we forget that like, we are the magic, like we are are the channel, we are the channel, but the Oracle cards, tarot cards, whatever resonates with, with somebody. It's such a cool place to start because it's something to like actually kind of do. And, um, because yeah. I, I think I think so often we get intuitive hits all the time, but I think there's a a lot of us I think are trying to make a shift from like getting them at random to getting them at will, right? So like, hi, I have to make a decision. Like, you know, I, I feel called to invest in this coach. Can I trust that decision or not? How do I know what yes feels like in my body? And all of those things, I think something silly and simple like an Oracle card a day can actually just be a way of cultivating that, like intentionally tuning in. And that's really what it is. It's like have some way of cult for, I mean, I could go, I could talk about this honestly for like a thousand hours. And, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but I think like, I think cultivating some cultivating a relationship with your own inner knowing is the best possible business tool you can get. Well, I'll say actually two cultivating a relationship with your own inner knowing and cultivating a deep well of self-compassion. And if you do those two things, you will be unstoppable. Yes. I love that you added the compassion piece because it's so, it's so easy, especially like a lot of entrepreneurs choose to be entrepreneurs because they're high achieving people. There's perfectionism. There's, you know, passion. We're so mean to ourselves. So critical. And like, that was something for sure. Like I had, I'm again, like, I think this is everybody's story, right? Like really had to take a look at, you know, how my expectations, my attachment Mm -hmm. gratification, like I was like really having to have a lot of conversations with like my internal little brat, like kind of like, like really just like, it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. It's all, it's all fine. Like, and I feel like there is this like declaration um, and maybe not in these words, I think maybe we all have our own version of this, um, consciously or unconsciously, but like when we decide that there is no reality in which this doesn't happen, we can wake up every day and be, you know, we can wake up every day and stay connected to that drive and stay connected to our why and stay regardless of, okay, you didn't get a client. Okay. You didn't get a reading. Okay. You didn't get this. Like you can continue to ask, like, I always say like, show me truth, show me what I need to see, Mm. things like that. But sometimes it's just like, sometimes that lesson is patience. And sometimes that lesson from the universe is like, how bad do you want it, bitch? (laughs) And also like, Sometimes there's something really powerful for you to learn in the discomfort that is the lasting gift that's worth more than the like, you know, five clients that you're asking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that lesson that you learn in that space may be exactly what you need in order to be an energetic match for those five clients that you're. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It would be the very thing that all of you. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, I love this. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? What are you currently offering? I know you have yeah. some coming out. Tell us. Yeah. All. So um, I uh, I'm most active in my Facebook group. I have a Facebook group called Akashic Soul Circle that's so lovely and warm, and uh, I know you've shared in there many times. So um, you know, it's a space where like I really wanted to make this like I think some, a lot of Facebook groups can be kind of like message boards for the admin, but I like my intention is like how do we make a community space? So so that's a really lovely um, community, and we do um, I host a lot of workshops, but also other people come in, and anyone can sign up and take. 30 minutes to an hour to share something magical and special. So there's always good things happening. Um, And actually the 21st, 22nd and the third, there's a big free workshop that I'm offering that I'm really, really, really excited about. That's going to look at what is your relationship to abundance? What is your relationship to your own voice? And what is your relationship to your power and your gifts? Um, And, and using the records to work through some healing in each of these three categories. So that's a free workshop in the group. Um, it's Akashic Soul Circle. Um, and uh, and then out of that, that is going to be the official kickoff for my signature course, which is called Heal Your Business Story. And it's three months long. It's the most beautiful, like I just am obsessed with. It's just been such a beautiful experience to, to run this program. But it's looking at so many things we've been talking about, like what are the stories that are showing up for you that are keeping that are making it hard for you to fully embody, you know, the person you want to be in your business 
And then let's just burn through them one after another. So each week we look at a different archetype, you know, like the martyr, how is codependence showing up in your business? Like for those of us who are healers, it's I'm sure showing up big time, right? So like, let's create some space to look at that and unpack it and then bring in the healing. And then there's also a leg of it that is kind of some practical um, structure around audience development and, and creating a signature program and uh, course or not, doesn't have to be a course. And then actually pulling from my, you know, bajillion years of sales to, to talk a little bit about like, just how to feel comfortable selling whatever it is that you're here to sell. So it's the triangle of it is basically um, uh, mindset, healing, and strategy. And I'm yammering on about it, I recognize, because I'm just like kind of obsessed with it. But that's kicking off. Um, uh, doors are open for that on the 21st. So come to the workshop. And if, and if it resonates with you, you'll know and you can sign up. But yeah. everyone should come to this free workshop because it'll be really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's and honestly, I love when people are talking about things that they're passionate about. I just say get so sucked in because like that's, I mean, that's what I, I love to do. I love working with people and, and hearing what they love to teach and what they're here to speak to. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with everything that we talked about today. I'm so glad that we connected. This is the first time we're like. So fun. <laughs> I know we've been like orbiting each other and like chat, chatting in comments for ages. So it's really nice to actually talk. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for, um, for coming. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this conversation. And, um, I'm going to put your information, um, your, your Facebook, all of that stuff in the show notes. So they'll be able to, to find you easily. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. This was really, really a delight. Thank you. You're welcome.